Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we have a Millennial Music Chat with Devin Williams. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. 
Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Singer-songwriter Devin Williams was born into music. Okay, he was raised by two musician parents, first in California, then later in Kentucky. But growing up around so much music made an impact on his life and really influenced the trajectory of his current singing career. Devin has launched six singles into the Billboard Top 30 Christian Rock Charts in the last couple of years, which has led to performing with top bands such as 10 Avenue North for King and Country and Building 429. Devin has been cultivating a number of passionate songs over the past few years, which has poured into his newest release, We Are Forever Yours, and is mighty proud of his collection of tunes, as he should be. But before we talk about his new album, how a broken TV led to his creativity and his connection with Ryan Seacrest, hmm, interesting, right? Uh, Check out a little of track number four off the new album, I Will Not Fear. Lift up my eyes, I won't hesitate, I won't be afraid of what may come. I've got a friend right by my side In his name I can overcome No matter what the world may bring I will not fear Your love is so amazing Okay, well, Devin, thanks for coming on the show uh, all the way from Nashville. We totally appreciate it. Jeff, man, thank you for having me on the show. It's uh, my pleasure. Absolutely, yeah, and that's great. So uh, you have you have kind of uh, you're kind of known to be a really you know a, a, you know rock and guitar heavy musician, and even even in your live shows and on your music and stuff like that. Who were you kind of listening to that influenced uh, you to pursue music? Oh man, um, you know my parents were musicians, man. So I, I mean, I was listening to music uh, before I was born. You know, like in my mother's womb, kind of thing. You know. Um, and even maybe in the twinkle of my father's eye, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the way back. But, uh, but you know, so when I was little, I, I had a, a lot of exposure to just, I mean, my, my parents played in a, in a bar band. And so they played, I mean, everything. I mean, they were playing Aretha Franklin and, oh, Ray Charles, you know, just all, anything that was cool. They, they did some, oh, I can't think, uh, uh Captain and Tennille stuff too. So, you know, I mean, I'm like, you know, they had a lot of soul, but then they also, you know, they played these lounges and stuff. It was kind of a different world back then, but as far as the music, but, but anyway, you know, growing up, my brothers, uh, I mean, I lived in California, so it was like a lot of Metallica and, uh, and, uh, and Ozzy, man, those were like, you know, just some of the first influences, but I can tell you the very first tape I ever bought, dude, if you want to know, yeah. I bought it, I bought it from my brother for two bucks. It was a uh, beastie boys licensed to ill, you know? And, uh, so that was my very first, pro- uh, uh, tape, you know, but uh, cassette tape, you know, that's old school, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, man. Um, but you know, when I really, what really influenced me as I, as I started to pursue music, um, I knew I wanted to play music, man. I mean, one of the, uh, you know, defining moments was just, you know, like hearing, uh, the guitar solo for sweet child of mine, dude, from, from slash. I mean, and, and Axel is just such a wild front man, you know, um, I really enjoyed their music when I was a kid. It got me pumped up, but, but man, uh, Soundgarden, man, Chris Cornell was like, um, he was my hero. He's, and, and really when I really started writing and getting into, 
you know, uh, the, you know, just the, the more the, the bones of music and how the you know songs are built. Uh, when I was listening to Soundgarden and just the way that they would go, they change time, time signatures and they'd, you know, uh, just the melodies would go over top of it. He just kind of, you know, sing like, ah, you know, just powerful vocals. I'm like, that's what I want to do right there. <laughs> you know, uh, it was at the super unknown album that, that just did it for me, man. I listened to that over and over and over. Right. When I was also too, you know, I mean, a, a kid growing up in the nineties too, I just, I just watched a, a CNN nineties uh, music edition and stuff like that. And talk about all the big bands that have came out of there that, that was so influential today, you know, like, like Soundgarden, Nirvana and, and Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And they're still out there touring. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, Guns N' Roses just played Nashville. Was it last year? Of course, I didn't get to see him. I was out of town playing a show. But man, those guys are awesome. I, I want to be like that, man. I'm never going to stop. Like, I'm going to get old. I'm going to be 90 years old and I'm be like, dude, just go home. Yeah. Right. But I, think, I think so much that, 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 that music, whatever genre you end up playing, really has influenced uh, you know, today's musicians like yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and one thing I think is really cool too, just like guys like Cornell, um, and, and others, uh, they branched out in their writing and their, and their artistry, you know? And I mean, I don't know, growing up is like, you know, if you only, if you had to play, if you're going to be rock, you got to play rock, you can't play anything else, you know, or you're sellout, you know? And I just think, uh, you know, if you're, you know, musician, man, especially when I was in college, we studied everything, jazz, funk and blues. And it's so awesome. And so I try to, you know, write a little bit, just whatever comes to me. Of course, you know, I haven't got, a, I mean, I haven't put out a whole lot of music in different genres. Um, I put out a pop song last year, which was kind of weird. It was, you know, but I, I just thought, you know, why not, man? There was a producer here in town. He just came here from LA actually. And he's like, dude, I want to produce a pop song with you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, my fans aren't going to care, you know, I don't think so. We just did it. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, but those guys really just had a huge influence on me and, uh, I just want to make great music, you know? Right. Well, and you also mentioned too, that, that your, 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 your mom and dad were musicians and stuff, but your mom like is a, a drummer too, right? She, she plays the drums. Yeah. Yeah, man. She, uh, she plays the drums. Actually, when I was a little baby, uh, my mom played drums, right? So, uh, they, in the, you know, they take the front cover off of the, the kick drum and they put pillows in there. And so when I was a baby, man, I'd crawl into there cause I'd be like, Oh, it's comfortable. And right. I love that beat, you know, and my mom wouldn't play. I can remember like, I'd be like, why aren't you playing? And she's like, well, you're inside, get out. I can't play the drums with you in there. I, why do I remember that? You know, I was probably like two or something. I have no idea. I just remember that. I love that kick drum, man. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Like, a lot of moms, you don't hear that they're, you know, they're the big drummer and stuff. I know, right? Yeah, she's, I guess she was like a John Bonham fan, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Led <Not>. Zeppelin, <laughs> heavy exactly. foot. Dude, I mean, exactly. Zeppelin. Dude, I went back just the other night and I listened to uh, like two or three of their uh, Led Zeppelin one, two, and three, and just, just back to back. Um, just that music. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. I, I really hope there's a revival in music, dude, because right now the stuff that it's being promoted, I mean, I'm sure there's great artists out there, but what's being promoted is just, it's just keyboard stuff and it's, it's decent, but it, it just doesn't have the same feel, man. You know? Yeah, well, the more the more I talk to a lot of uh, you know younger musicians and stuff like that, bands coming up, I do hear like Led Zeppelin. Like there's there's a young band um, that we had on the program, Free Throw from Nashville, an emo band, 
And they all bonded because all their parents love Led Zeppelin. They love Led Zeppelin. And then they're like, hey, we should start a band, you know? So yeah. it, I, I keep seeing it more and more like in different genres, you know, you know, people like that or, or even, you know, the Beatles influence or like you said, like Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Like, like you kind of see that sort of happening so oh yeah well i mean here in nashville i mean all the live shows i mean people go out for it they love hearing live bands like rock but what's being played on the radio i mean i mean even the pop bands rock out live mm-hmm. i mean they've got live drummers they've got i mean you know guitars but but when they you know the radio it's just like this watered down just kind of thing i don't know what the deal is man so i I, you know. totally, I actually i totally agree with you i listen to satellite radio and that's a lot better i think these days oh so. yeah 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 um well i i, I uh speaking of nashville and i was, I was actually going to ask you that that what's it like you know living in nashville that's really changed so much with such diversity in music these days i mean really it's you know of course country but also rock indie you know raps there you know what's it oh, like yeah. these days Man, it's it's a nice uh, just melting pot of music, dude. I'll, I'll tell you, when I was uh, I was in Florida in college, and uh, I was playing in a in a rock band, kind of one of my first like real rock bands. We were touring, you know, all Central Florida and and some of the sometimes in the Panhandle, and uh, and these guys, I mean, they're college musicians. We were studying, you know, and everything. So it, it was just kind of like this prog you know, grunge kind of sounds, you know, at the end of the nineties, uh, and early two thousands. And I know I'm old, right. But, um, the years go by too fast, but anyway, um, I had the opportunity to come to Nashville. And so I came up here and, and visited and, and went to some of the studios and, and everybody was digging what I was playing. They're like, Oh man, we like this rock stuff. And my band in Florida, they were like, we're not moving to Nashville. And I was like, what? Come on, you got to go. It's music city. And they're like, well, it's country music city. If you, they're like, if you want to go to LA, we'll go, you know? And I'm like, but you know, I have the opportunity in Nashville and I don't have an opportunity in LA right now, you know? So like, well, we're not going. So I came up here and man, it was, of course, I you know, think it was the best decision for me. Maybe, I mean, you know, we all went on our own separate paths and uh, my friends down in Florida are still down there playing music and enjoying it. But anyway, I was so shocked at just how much music is here and and it's it's so diverse um you can go to you know these rider nights where it's just you know acoustic guitar jams you know and and honestly when i uh, there's a lot of uh, jam bands so you know you'll go to a bar and and you're 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 gonna listen to some music they might sing half a song like a verse and a chorus and the rest of the song they're, they're bringing out dobros and all kinds of different instruments and they're just and just jamming you know and you're like I don't even know what to call this music. I mean, it's not rock. (laughs) It's not country. You know, it's just, it's just good music and fantastic musicians. Um, you know, I used to go see, uh, I haven't been to see them in a while, but, uh, there's this bar here in town. It's called third and Lindsay, a little plug out there for them. They're they're a pretty good place. Uh, but there's a band called, uh, the Wooten brothers. And, um, and man, they're just, they'll bring in like guys from, uh, I think it was like take, take six, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. this uh, jazz, uh, kind of a, a jazz sure. singers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've got horns and, and, and I, man, I got to meet the uh, organ player that from, uh, used to play with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He was playing organ with him one night. I mean, right. it's just, it is, it is Some every of the best musicians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the world, man. And they just hang out and play music in these venues. And it's like, they're so cool and they're so chill. They're not like, Oh, I'm too cool to talk to you little people. You know, you young musicians, I don't care about, no, they're very like, you know, accessible. Hey, yeah, accessible. Yeah. And you know, they'll, they'll kick back with you and, and share stories, you know, if they have time. And, um, so I think it's just a great environment for anybody wanting to play music. 
Uh, but right. yeah, it's so diverse, man. I mean, you can hear, I mean, who was here the other night? Um, just the other night, uh, I, of course, I didn't get to go because, man, I'm I'm so busy with my music and stuff. <laughs> but um, my friend who plays drums for uh, Kelly Clarkson was like at a show uh, for the oh, I can't remember the band, but uh, man, it was like a soul soul music, and it was right, it was right, just right. so good. I mean. Uh, I was like, who is this guy? You know, and he's like, oh, it's the band for so-and-so. He's got his own gig, you know, and, and, and doing his own thing. And I was just blown away. So, I mean, anything, you know, whatever you like, you can find it here as far as music, you know, whatever style. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. DeleteMe is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using DeleteMe and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30 
washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Right. Well, I, one of the things I read about you that, that you had a story about as a kid, your TV uh, broke or, or your parents said it broke. Um, and you kind of created your own world, um, which I think is, is really cool. Now, now, did something like that sort of um, help you develop as a songwriter and a storyteller? You know, I think it. I think it did. I, I know it's kind of a small, maybe insignificant thing, but you know, when I was I was like in third grade, I think you know I was coming home from every uh, school every day and just popping the TV on. I was I was watching my favorite cartoons, man. At three thirty, it was like. Uh, I don't even remember some of them, man. I, I'm thinking of them. The Thundercats, bro. I don't know if you ever right, saw right. that show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that and the Transformers. I mean, I was watching that stuff. And, man, those were my shows. And there was, you know, I think the Power Rangers came in a little bit later. But, man, one day I came home and it just stopped working. 
And I was like, dad, come on. And my parents were divorced, you know, so uh, he was taking care of like five kids and honestly, he just didn't have the money to, to get it replaced. And he, you know, and he was at a point, he just didn't care. He's like, do something else. I don't, you know, I'm working three jobs, you know, and trying to take care of you kids. You know, I'm not going to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks on a TV. I'm just not going to do it. So I was like, okay. And I can remember uh, just like milling around the house. You know, I used to play with matches, which is not good. Don't don't play with matches, kids. See, now as a father, I'm like, right, oh, my exactly, gosh. Exactly. Here's a TV. Have fun, kids. Don't burn anything. Right. But, um, you know, so I was maybe a little bit of a pyro when I was a kid. Uh, but, you know, when I got tired of melting my army men and stuff, um, I remember looking and seeing my, my brother had – he had a guitar and my brother had a baritone, like just a, like just sitting there, you know. And my dad had this – oh, this amazing uh, Hammond B3 organ, like, you know, an original, you know, from the 60s when he bought it, like brand new with, a, you know, a big, huge Leslie cabinet. It just sitting there, you know, this music room. And we had a little bit of a library. My, my parents were hippies, so they loved books, you know. And so they had a book – that's a little library they had made. So I had all these things kind of sitting there. And so I remember just picking up my brother's uh, baritone and just tooting on it and loved it. I'm like, wow, I can just make music, you know? And my dad saw that interest and said, Hey, I'm going to get you in, uh, into the, the band, you know? And, and so when I was in fourth grade, my dad got me in the band, which you're not supposed to be in the band until sixth grade, you know? So he, I mean, it's not like he had a whole lot of pool or he just asked him, he said, Hey, my son loves music. Can you get him in the band? So, I mean, he got me in and I I was using that, you know, that was something, uh, sometimes I just love doing. Um, and you know, also with that extra time of not sitting in front of the TV, I was grabbing books off the shelf and just reading. And, um, I used to spend a lot of time, uh, listening to music. I just sit and just listen. I mean, you know, what fourth grader today is sitting around listening to uh, uh, Rat? You know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> Have you ever heard right. heard right. Rat? But that right. was my brother's you know, music sure. or exactly. Aussie or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, nobody kids just aren't really doing that. It's sad, but that's what I did because that's all I had. It's not a, you know, and um. I mean, I'm not ashamed or anything, but I, mean, I used to listen to Two Live Crew. You know, that was like, yeah, hey, let's yeah. sneak and listen to some really right. bad music. Right. Uh, a little bit of Eazy-E and NWO. I mean, in California, I mean, that was that was all the rage and all the hip hop and and uh, and rap groups. Um, Too short. I don't know if you remember any of that stuff. Yeah, but, no, absolutely. But, uh, well, I, think know, I think they've kind of gotten a resurgence from you know, uh, you know, straight out of Compton and stuff like that has come out in the yeah. movie and stuff like that. So yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and you know, the thing about it is all those, all that stuff, I mean, really had a, had an influence on me as a, as a, to just pursue music. I just loved, you know, just music. And, uh, and of course not having a television, uh, was a big uh, influence because I had anything else to do. So, you know, that kept me out of trouble is getting into music. So. Right. Right. Well, I think, and, and, and now you have a new album out and talk about a completely different genre. I know, know, right. <laughs> with a, with a faith, faith based album. Uh, we, we are, uh, what's the name of that name of the album? It's called, uh, we are forever yours. We are forever yours. Yeah. Yeah. What are some, what are some of the themes on, on this album? Uh, man, I mean, you know, I I have my band and, and, and I've always written songs, uh, to, to try to make people think, you know, uh, I've got a song called destruction of Kings and a lot of people are like, man, what are you trying to say? And I'm like, well, you got to listen to the lyrics, man. You know, I'm not, <laughs> not trying to, you know, reinvent the will, but, um, or, or tell you every secret, you know, and, and that song, every song means something different to everyone, you know, but, but all, you know, all these years, uh, I've also helped out at church, you know, my, my home church, they'd be like, Hey, can you sing or you want to lead a song and, you know, or, or help lead the band. So, 
you know, I lead worship at, you know, at different times in my, my career. And, and actually in the last couple of years, um, I've really taken a, a, a more lead role in the music department at my church. And so I'm just writing these songs that are, I mean, they're a little more straight. They're just straightforward kind of about my faith and, and really they're, they're written in a way so that, you know, a, a group of you know, people at a church can sing them easily, you know, and, um, and the theme, you know, the melodies are a little easier. The, it's not like built on guitar, heavy guitar riffs, even though I, I put a few of them in there just because that's who I am. But, um, you know, with the idea that, you know, you, you know, a church band could sit down for a couple hours, learn the song and play it the next day. But, um, uh, but anyway, so that's how I wrote them. I mean, in the themes, I mean, uh, let, let me. One of the songs, uh, "We Are Forever Yours," you know, the the title of the of the album. Um, you know, it just talks about you know, people who, um, you know, that for you know the church, they're they're worshiping and and they're worshiping God and and you know the Bible tells us that that you know from now and for forever, you know, you're going to be able to worship Him and you're going to have you know joy and peace and love and all those you know awesome things and uh, and so that's one of the themes is you know uh, that church body and that the church you know, we're going to be forever His, you know, and uh, another one. Uh, one uh, one of them uh, actually this one's real close to home man uh is you give me strength and um it's probably the softest song I've ever written. And when I when I was in the studio, I was like, I was singing the verse, and it's like right in the middle of it, I was like, I looked up, I, well, I didn't look at him, but you just did the mic. I told my producer, I was like, man, this is really slow. He's like, man, it sounds good, though. Keep going, you know. But, uh, but man, um, that particular song, uh, the theme for it was just, and the idea behind it was... Uh, you know, no matter what you're going through, you know, you some of these, sometimes you face things, uncertainty, you know, like, um, I have, you know, I've faced a few things the last couple of years with my, my youngest son, uh, being born with a heart condition. Um, man, it's like, it's totally out of, out of, out of my control, sure. you know? And there's a lot of people, I mean, you experience things, you just, you, you can't control it. You, you can't exercise enough. You can't eat enough green right. beans, right. you know what I'm saying? Or kale or whatever right. the, right. you know what I'm saying? You, it's just, it's out of your control. And, uh, and so the, what do you do? And so that's what this song, that song is about. Just, you know, my strength comes from God. And when I, when I don't, when there's nothing I can do and I'm out of control, um, I really need him to, to, to give me strength. So. Right. When, and <laughs> you sort of enjoy like switching genres as, as you have, like you said, you made, made it pops, you know, kind of like, you know, what, this is the music I kind of feel like, you know, writing now and, and maybe I'm going to do something else later on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, um, I, I'm always going to be drawn to the guitar. You know, I've, I also play piano too. It's like not I'm not like a virtuoso or anything like that. But um, you know, I, I used to write from the piano when I was in high school uh, when I really first started, and then uh, I don't know. I just I always felt like I was kind of trapped behind the piano um, when I wanted to be out running around a little bit. You know, so that's why I picked up a guitar and, and really fell in love with it, um, and that's been my choice you know, to go to, uh, to write, uh, from, you know, is the guitar, but, um, I just don't want to be, uh, limited as a, as a creative mm-hmm. by thinking I have to stick to a genre, a genre or whatever. Um, but uh, man, I, I'm always drawn back to lo- loud guitars, you know, like this, <laughs> I just am, you know, I, um, but, uh, but I feel like even with the pop song that I did last year, um, 
you know, we tried, I, I told the guy, I was like, look, I got, you know, the producer, I said, as long as I can stand in front of the stage with a guitar and play these songs, then we're going to, it's cool. You know, so if you hear, you know, the recorded version is a little softer. I mean, it's all, it's way more electronic. You know, he was kind of going for an EDM kind of sound, mm, Okay, but there's still guitars in the background. Yeah. They're just mixed in there. So, you know, I feel like I, as long as I'm staying true to what I, I who I am, you know, and then the, you know, I wrote the song and I'm playing the guitar, I'm singing it, you know, I'm not, you know, we, we, we always try to keep the auto tune to a minimum, that kind of stuff, <laughs> right, right. you know, we try to keep it as real as possible and, and still put out a good product. I mean, you know, you're not going to hit every note all the time, but I do my best and we all do our best, you know, uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I do like to experiment, but I still need to stay true. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, and also too, you're, you mentioned about playing live, that, and you're on the road a lot as a singer, as as anybody these days is too. What's some of the best parts uh, playing live for you? Oh man, you know, there's a, there's there's a few places. I, I mean, I can think of like uh, during, like before an event, during the event, after the event. The sad thing is, and a lot of guys don't. Uh, well, just your you know your your average person going to a concert just don't realize they don't realize how much work goes into that half an hour hour and a half right, concert right. i mean like we just did a show last night and it took us three hours just to set up the sound system and the lights and i mean it's you know and that's a, that's a small system you know i used to uh, i did a bigger tour and it's like we yeah. do you know we start the day before setting up so it's like a six or seven hour project the day before and then you know you got an hour to sound check the day of and then you get up there and you play for 45 minutes and so there's so much work that goes into it and that's not my favorite part i'm just gonna say <laughs> like like to me that's yeah. that's the worst part i mean it's fun but it's like sure. You're, you're, you know, I mean, as an independent artist and as, a, you know, I'm doing it all. I'm setting up the sound system. I'm doing the sound check. I'm helping the sound guy. I'm helping the light guy. I'm helping my band. And then, you know, I'm singing the songs. It's, it's, it's a lot of work, but, um, so that's not my favorite part. You're a small business owner. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a little bit of it all. I guess, you know, the big, big stars, they just show up and sing and that's all, but, but everybody else, you know, yeah, but Um, they've been where you were at one time. Yeah, I think so. A lot of them have any, any of them that are worth their, their salt. I think that's what they used to say. I've heard that before, but, um, no, uh, my favorite part though, I mean, I'd say there's, there's probably two places, of course, you know, the, the first place, uh, one of the places, I mean, it's not in priority, you know, priority, but one is being, on stage and like just being you know in the moment where it's just the music and and the crowd is really into it everybody's really enjoying it um you know that maybe it's like one of their songs that everyone knows one of our songs that people know or or maybe it's not even that it's just you know there's that moment mm-hmm. in a concert where everybody's kind of tuned in right. you know because there's times when you know the, the crowd's not with you you're like oh come on guys you know i'm trying to right. pull you in and they're just like you know oh i gotta look at my phone or something right. you know right. um so those th- that moment when uh everyone's kind of tuned in and it may not be when i'm singing it might be you a guitar solo or something but the music's going and you just feel it all around you and like that's that's what i live for man is that moment as far as musically right um but 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 on the other point where I was going to say uh, that I really I told I just love is uh, you know being able to interact with people 
just and and getting to hear their stories sometimes um it, it can be a little draining just because you you, you know sure. you maybe you know some with the smaller shows is cool because you only have like maybe five or ten people but uh when you know you're when you have to spend time talking to maybe 20 30 people then it's a little where it, it wears you out but but just getting to, to, to interact with people and hear you know see their faces and uh, you know when they, when when they say share their heart like uh, hey man you know one of your songs like really changed me or moved me i mean that's so cool man just uh, and then getting to meet people maybe they don't never heard my music before you know and they're like yeah man i drove all the way down here or you know we're from here and we really liked your music i don't know just that interaction is just yeah, so sure. cool you know because you ne- may not ever get to see those people again you know um so I just try to enjoy it. So if anybody's listening to this and they're like, well, you weren't very nice to me at last concert. <laughs> I might've been tired, dude. You know, like I hope, I hope that doesn't happen, but you're all, you can't make everybody happy. But you know, when you know, I try to try to really enjoy, um, meeting people because you know, it's, I don't know, that's what it's about without those people enjoying your music and you know, then you were not, why even be there, you know? Right. Right. Well, and yeah. one of one of the things you touched upon uh, before too about about your son having a heart condition, uh, you know, I read that that you saw, you also have given back to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital where where he was, but he's doing okay now, right? You know, he's doing fantastic, man. Um, so yeah, he was born uh, with a CHD, um, which I didn't realize how. Um, how uh, I was uh, not pre- yeah, prevalent, or mm-hmm. how many that, how uh, how often that occurs? Sure. It's it's like one in a hundred. Because like when I was first told, I was like well, one in a hundred. That's kind of a lot, you know. And they're like, yeah, they're actually a lot. A lot of children go undiagnosed because they just don't they don't know. So thankfully, they found you know uh, my son had the problem. They were able to to get you know someone to look at it. Uh, so anyway, uh, just to bring a little awareness to it, cause a lot of people don't even yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But CHD is, uh, so my son, it's, but he had, a, but every, I mean, it's, it's different for every person, every kid. So some of them are, are mild and some of them are really, you know, you know, crazy, you know, terrible, not terrible, but you know, much more difficult, yeah. um, to, to, to handle. Um, my son's was kind of, uh, wasn't mild, but it wasn't the worst either, you know. So it's uh, so he's kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, but he did have uh, he had I don't know if you want me to go into detail, but I'll, maybe I can tell a little bit about it. He had a uh, called pulmonary stenosis, and it's uh, one of the main arteries that you know the blood flows through. It was really tight, so the blood wasn't going through is where it need to. So his heart's working too hard, you know. So anyway, um, they had to go in and do a surgery. I'm telling you, man, as a parent, like it, that's, it's just crazy. It, it, all the doubt, all, cause all the fear you get, I mean, anytime you have heart surgery, they have to sure. stop your heart, you know, sure. Sure. So you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're going to stop my son's heart. But yeah, I mean, uh, surgery on a kid anyway is, is hard, but then, then to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like I, while I was at Vanderbilt yesterday, um, we went and visited another, uh, kid uh child that was having she had her broke her in her arm and uh she was she had arm surgery had her surgery on her arm and just to see to see her you know it's just your heart breaks you know that uh, any child having to have surgery is just awful man but uh but anyway you know um getting the opportunity to go back and uh and play at vanderbilt is just such a such an awesome uh gift man and uh you know, if I can just, you know, share a little hope, uh, with, through my music and, and get to hang out, but, uh, it is a blessing, but, oh, I was going to say, so my son had surgery and, um, 
he uh, he's doing great now. Um, they, they the doctors told us twenty years ago that he wouldn't have to have another surgery. That they'd say, "Oh, you're fine. You know, you, go ahead and live a normal life, play sports, do whatever." Um, but uh, but now you know they've they've you know they want to monitor and and, mm. and watch him more closely now. So they they think. I mean, he's he's actually he's playing soccer this uh, this fall. Um, so he's playing, it's called Socceroo. So it's so cute. Three-year-olds running around kicking a soccer ball. I mean, it's, it's hilarious, but, <laughs> uh, just, it's just that family, you know, that father, you know, a photo op time. Okay. Pictures and, <laughs> exactly. and, and snacks, you know, that's yeah. all it's about. But, yeah. uh, you know, so he's playing soccer, uh, but, um, in maybe when he's 15 or so, he may need to have another surgery. Uh, uh but, but man, I mean, technology is just, it's, you know, they learn more every year and, uh, they think by the time, you know, he's that age that that surgery that he needs is going to be a lot less complicated. Right. And, uh, right. and, uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that, you know, that he, uh, he may, you know, may not have to have quite the extensive type of surgery that he would today, you know, in 10 years from now. So, right. Right. But, so I'm but hoping you, and praying for that. So you, but you also played at that thing and, and the, at, at Vanderbilt children's hospital, that's part of the, like the Ryan Seacrest music program that they have. Oh there. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's cool. It's a really cool venue. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, you know, and, uh, and Taylor Swift, I think helped open that. I oh, mean, yeah. Seacrest is, that's his name is, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, Taylor Swift, you know, uh, has played there and, and helped open it. And then just the wall of like fame of all the people that have been in there, all the artists and Kelly Clarkson. And I mean, anybody that's, uh, that comes through Nashville, of course, all the sounds, uh, players go and the, the predators and, um, right. you know, all the hockey guys and the football guys, the Titans, they go down there and, and share their love, share the love, you know? So it's cool to, to be there and, uh, just be a part of that and, and, uh, you know, hopefully bring, bring some smiles, you know, <laughs> if you can, right. if I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's a great way, but especially cause you've been there where not only the kids, but it's also the parents too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, well, thanks for, for being on the show before we go, uh, let you go. Uh, tell us where we could find, uh, your new album and, uh, and your website and stuff and where they can catch you on the road. Awesome, man. Um, so let's start with the website. Uh, if, if you want to check out just kind of, uh, you know, honestly, I can't keep that thing up to date, but it's still got all the links. I mean, you know, it's got recent yeah. pictures and stuff, but yeah. I mean, you know, Facebook and uh, Instagram, all that stuff has like the most current stuff. I mean, you, you want to see a new picture, just click on Instagram. It's right there. That's from, you know, probably this morning, you know, it's hanging out with doing something. Um, so that's, uh, but anyway, the website is devinw.com. It's like, I tell people it's Kevin with a D. So, uh, devinw.com and then, uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's both, uh, Devin Inc. So it's D E V I N and then I N C, uh, Devin Inc. And then, uh, so, so yeah. And then Facebook, it's just Devin W. I know I'm, it's, it's a lot. It's actually, it's only two different things. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to make it difficult on everyone to, for everyone to find me. Uh, but one of the best ways, if you just want to like do a search, like Google it or whatever, just do Devin Williams music. And, uh, I mean, it'll pull up YouTube. I've got videos out there. Um, you know, Instagram, Twitter and all that. But, uh, but yeah, um, what's happening next, uh, what am I, what have I got going on? Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of, t- uh, concerts coming up. I've got, uh, one thing I'm getting ready to do. I've never done before in my life. I'm getting ready to sing the national anthem 
at a uh, at a baseball game. Oh, very so, cool. yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm really <laughs> yeah. I'm branching out here, you know. It's one of the, it's one of the hardest things, uh, the hardest songs to sing. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I was talking to my uh, one of my friends. I said, man, I, I'm a little nervous. And so he sent me a, a picture of Roseanne Barr. And he said, as long as, you, as long as you don't do what she did, you're fine. Exactly. And, uh, oh, man, I was like, oh, great. Well, the bar is set pretty low, so I can hit it, I'm sure. <laughs> if you're looking for more information on Devin, head on over to the show notes. We're going to have links to all of his stuff. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor and share it with your friends. 